0: Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Pensacola, Florida, it's time for Pensacola Business Radio. Now, here your Business Radio X host. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Keith over here, broadcasting live from Business Radio X studios in Pensacola. And I've got uh, I, uh, this is going to be an enlightening show. Now, listen up, here it is Insurance and Accounting. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> Across the table from me at the same time. So what I've got a combination. Max- <laughs> I <know. laughs> I've got Max Zoner here from uh, Zoner's Insurance. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us again. Thanks for having me. And I've got Ed Rouse, who this is the first time we've met, but I can tell you right now, we're going to get along just fine. I'm figuring. So, um, and it's Ducker and company. Yes, sir. That's correct. Okay. So, um, let's get into your world, gentlemen. Max, what's new? last time I talked to you, you were like expanding and growing and, and looking for people. I've been
1: growing, doing well. I've, actually acquired a couple more companies I can write business through for home and auto. Yeah. Uh, That's always nice. (laughs) Oh, it's always nice. It gives me more opportunities to shop around for the individual because no two people are alike. Yeah. Each has their own unique needs. Um, These are all great companies. They're all A-rated or A-plus rated. Uh, They're all financially strong. They've been around a long time, and they're good at uh, taking care of the clients when they have claims.
0: Yeah. So which so let's let everybody know you obviously you do the independent stuff right you, I'm you, an
1: independent agency I'm what's called a property and casualty insurance agency which means I do homeowners, auto business, commercial umbrellas right uh, boats, collectibles anything other than life and health
0: Yeah can you insure ed that's that's <laughs> the real question.
1: That's we're, a problem. Uh, yeah. We're, we're going to know by the end of this show,
0: aren't we? I don't know. The <laughs>
2: underwriters are not going to like yeah. it. <laughs> underwriters have some questions about this
0: guy. I believe it. Um, so uh, is the office in the same place or did you move offices?
1: No, I'm still at 2101 Creighton.
0: Okay. And it's the end of the year, right? So what does that mean? I know what it means, but what does it mean?
1: Well, it means uh, we to be going into uh, a new year.
0: It's time to take a look.
1: Time to take a look. In uh, mm. matter of fact, that's what I want to talk about today. Yeah. I mean, if you're a new home buyer, you're buying a home, come see me because I've got all the companies. And what we do, we just don't find you a homeowner's policy. We're actually going to sit down with you and explain what you're getting. Right. So you know exactly what you're getting. Because most people go, I've got to get homeowner's." Okay, what do you got? <laughs> right. I don't know. I just know I couldn't <laughs> close unless I showed proof of homeowners. Right. What we do is say, okay, this is what you've got. You know, it's homeowners, yes, but coverage A is dwelling. That's covering your house. Coverage B is other structures. That's anything not attached to the house on your property. And so on and so on. That way explains, you know, that this is what thing covers this or it doesn't cover that. So you know exactly what you're getting. So you're going no to
0: read the fine print for me.
1: Right. No surprises. Yeah,
0: And explain the language.
1: Yeah. When you're going to make a claim, what do you mean it don't cover this? Yeah. Well, you're going to know exactly what you have.
0: So, okay. So getting into that, what are the biggest pitfalls for most people when it comes to that kind of stuff? Is it, is it literally not reading the fine print and not really understanding what nah, they're getting? Most
1: homeowner policies are pretty much the same. Some will cover a little more than others. Some of them you have to add to coverage. It's not automatic. Where some companies that might be automatically in there or another one, it might be something you have to endorse or add to the policy to get the same coverage. It, it just varies from company to company.
0: Yeah. All right. So what about businesses?
1: Business, same thing. I do uh, all your business insurance where it's, it's covering your building, your whole business operation, your liability protection. If you have a fleet of vehicles, we have coverage to cover that. Uh, workers' comp, uh, employee theft, uh, accounts receivable, payable, yeah. all this. Everything you can think of, there's coverage for that.
0: Whether I own the building or not, right? So so it's almost like yeah, a renter's sale. If
1: you're leasing the building, you're not going to pay for a policy to cover the building sure. itself. That's sure. the owner's response. But you're going to get uh, wind coverage because if the wind tears the roof off and the rain comes in and damages your stuff, that is still wind damage. Right. So you'll have coverage to cover that, just not the building itself. So and that, if you own the building, well, of course, naturally you
0: cover the well, And so shouldn't the building owner also have that? He should. And wouldn't that cover the leasee? Uh, no. Yeah. No,
1: it just covers the owner on his That's property. that fine print. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yep. see, and then. Um, now the business or the person that owns the building should have liability coverage for himself too. Yeah. If someone gets hurt on the property that's coming into your business, and gets hurt. Now they're going to want to sue you, but they're also going to go after the person who owns the building too. Right. <clears throat> so both. So parties, double dipping, huh? Both parties needs to have the coverage.
0: Yeah. All right. So this is a new one for me. I see on, on on the sheet here. Obviously, we're surrounded by a lot of water, right? Mm-hmm. So we didn't talk about this last time, but you're doing marine stuff in the marine.
1: Yeah. Now. That sounds like I'm doing something with marines, and it's not. It's like a trucking
0: uh-huh.
1: uh, cover the uh, what's being hauled in the trucks. That's okay. an inland marine policy. Uh, if you have uh, collectibles, antiques, um, uh, collection of guns, yeah. uh, antique furniture, whatever. Those something policies you get rid are of. <laughs> inland marine policies. Okay. You know, it has nothing to do with a boat. Really?
0: Itself. Yeah. So why? Okay, I'll bite. Why?
1: That's a good question. Yeah,
0: (laughs) we don't know the reasons. We just know how it works. It's
1: it's covering uh, a specific item. Yeah, when a truck, when a big semi is carrying a truckload, let's say he's got all radios in there, uh, and he has an accident on the interstate, and the cab or not the cab, but the trailer itself burns, and all that merchandise burns up. Well, the person who owns that wants you know coverage to you know so they can get reimbursed for their loss.
0: So, so who's typical to to do something like this? Uh, Obviously, trucking company. Maybe a, a freight company or yeah, or just an some other large delivery fleets maybe uh, produce companies if things like that.
1: If uh, that can fall under regular business policy. Um, if they're carrying, you know, like a big semi, mm-hmm. that would be an enemy policy. If you're just a regular business and you've got a warehouse and you, in your business and you're storing your merchandise, that that falls under a different type of policy.
0: So if I'm moving my house and it's on a big semi, that's not that's not qualified.
1: Uh, well, they should have coverage, whoever's moving it. Okay. Yeah. I'm just
0: making sure. I, I don't know this world at all. All I know is that when stuff's pe- gone, I want to pick up the phone and get it back. Not too many people
1: move their houses <laughs> anymore, but uh, every once in a while they still do older homes.
0: Yeah. Well, no, I just, well, I just meant like their stuff, you know, if you're if you're moving through moving a storage or, you know. um,
1: Usually, um, if you're putting your stuff in storage, mm-hmm. uh, hopefully the storage owner has policies right. to cover getting it there yeah well it's so, getting there but covering when it's sitting there in storage and the whole unit burns yeah
0: so are you writing a lot of that stuff some yeah i mean uh, enough, most to, of my enough bus- to include
1: it and talk about it yeah yeah most of my business right now is uh let's call personal lines that's homeowners and personal auto right and boats i do some commercial i like to do more commercial i have a lot of great companies so i can really shop around for the business people too yeah.
0: so okay so what is a as a business owner, what do I want to look for from an insurance policy?
1: Well, you want to make sure. Well, it depends on what type of business you're in.
0: Let's, Let's just say we're in the—I don't know—basically retail business.
1: Retail, okay. Um, obviously, you bought all that stuff to sell, right? You know, you're We you're hope, you anyway. Yeah, you're it's not a consignment. <laughs> you're on the hook for it. Either yeah, way. you're not a consignment store. <laughs> yeah. You actually bought the product and you put it in your showroom to sell. Yeah. So technically, it belongs to you, and you're selling it. Well, you, and if you own the building, you want coverage on the building, you want coverage to cover all your inventory, liability protection, uh, you know, like loss of income, say hurricane puts you out of business for mm-hmm. a couple of months while your, your store is being rebuilt. You, you still got employees to pay, mm-hmm. uh, living expenses, other bills to pay. So you want like a some money rolling in every month to take care of that. That's part of the insurance. Okay. It's not an automatic. That's stuff that you add into the policy. What what your needs are, you build the policy for your needs.
0: Right. All right. So walk me through that process of of coming on with with Zoners Insurance. What does that look like for me?
1: Business. Uh,
0: well, well, I mean, or any of it. Just 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 the process
1: that well, you, you and the company down with goes through. Well, I you and I'd get your information. What you need. You own the building, not own the building. Uh, what type of business it is. Uh, what type of coverage do you need? I gather all that information and I fill out the forms. I call it court forms. Uh, And then I send it all to these different companies, their underwriters, and they look at it and they put quotes together. Now, I'll get several different quotes from different uh, companies. Let's see who's going to come back with the best rate. Right. So it's shopping. How long does it take? Commercial takes a little longer. Uh, You might want to start working on this a couple of months out before your policy renews or before you start your new business. Because it does take time to put all this stuff in, get all the information, send it to these underwriters. They start putting things together. Start sending quotes back, and then you can get back. Wow, well, we we need to do change this, or add this, or delete this. Right. Uh, let's look for some credits to get that premium down a little bit. Commercial, you can play with the premium a little bit.
0: You got some pull, huh?
1: Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's, it's negotiable. There's credits. credits in there, <laughs> right? Yeah, you look for credits. What what sort of credits you might have that might bring this premium down? A
0: little bit. Okay, so what and what ap- what a a credit? Something that reduces your risk, or
1: Something that reduces your risk or, or just reduces the premium. Um, that's something I'd have to ask an underwriter.
0: Yeah. They have. Some- yeah, because they're all different, right? They all decide, you know, the, the electrical socket's two inches too high. So now all of a sudden you're at risk. Well,
1: that's why you deal with all these different companies. You shop and, and that's what I'm talking about. you have a business, there are some companies that won't write that business. Right. That's just not in there, what they want to deal with. Yeah. Now there's other companies that that's what they want to deal with. So that's first way you got to find, okay, I've got a business that does this. Do you have companies that write insurance for this type of business? Either yes or no. If they don't, it's okay, thank you. Then you can call one of the other companies. How about you? Do you have a insurance companies that uh, write coverage for this type of business? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, yes, we do this all the time. Great, i send you the information. Get me a quote back as soon as possible.
0: All right, So, and I know you've been doing this for a long time. Mm-hmm. Your family's been here for a long time. Yeah, well, the fam- the- <laughs> yeah, but the
1: family was not in the insurance.
0: Company. No, but but still, the name's out there, right? And, it's all Pensacola name. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, it's been what? How long have you been doing this?
1: Me? Oh, I've been in the business over 10 years.
0: Yeah. So, in, and you're doing it all in Florida?
1: I'm only licensed in Florida right now.
0: But that's okay, because Florida's a big state.
1: Yes. Anywhere in the state of Florida, I can write business. Yeah. I can get licensed to do business in other states as a Florida corporation, Doing business in Alabama, Georgia, mm-hmm. wherever. I haven't done that yet. That is a projection into the future to, to do.
0: That's Max's tomorrow, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> yes. Right on. All right. Well what else? Part of growth. What else is uh what else is um, you know going on with you guys? You ready for the holidays?
1: Yes. Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, not. <laughs> I hadn't really got started yet. Yeah. Do you uh, get your
0: Christmas cards out yet? Uh, some. Yeah. Some I, it's more it's one more than I have. Yeah.
1: Well, I, I'm getting around to it. Yeah. Uh, but um, one of the things I am looking for, and I don't know if anybody's out there. Uh,
0: They're all out but there. I'm, Max. This I'm, is international. We discussed I'm this. at the point
1: where I'm <laughs> looking <laughs> another insurance agency, a guy, a property and casualty agency. Mm-hmm. He's either wants to retire or he wants to out of the business. And I'm looking to buy another book of business. Okay. Now, I don't just mean here in Pensacola. Sure. It could be Scammy County, Santa I'll go all the way, uh, look all the way down to the Orlando area. Yeah. So anywhere's more Orlando up here. If anybody's out there that you, you, you say, man, I'm ready to retire. I like to sell this book. My, my kids don't want it or I don't have any kids that want it. Mm-hmm. So I just want to sell my book of business and go fish.
0: Yeah. Well, Sounds like a great I'm plan to
1: point, me. I'm at a point now I'm seriously looking.
0: Yeah. So um, what would a company, what kind of qualifications are you looking for in a company to, to be purchasable?
1: as are property and casualty agency. I, I am not licensed to do life, health, or disability, anything like that. Okay. So it has to be a I can only buy the, the book of business that they have that's property and casualty, home, auto, business. You know. Profitable. Well yeah. <laughs> well they've been around for <laughs> a reliable book time. of business. They've yeah. got a book of business built up and right. uh, we sit down, we start talking about it and come up to uh, meeting of the minds on what, what he's willing to sell it for and what I'm willing to pay for. It. Yeah. All right. and then you meet come to a meeting of the minds. Okay, let's let's finalize
0: this. Okay, well,
1: I'm at that. Is there point. a
0: brokerage fee involved? If I know a guy, <laughs> yeah, if you're using a broker. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I put it out here. And eh? Any agency owners out there ready eh, to sell? <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, I might know a guy, Max. I might know a guy, Ed. I might need an accountant here pretty soon. <laughs> if
1: you know a guy
0: that's thinking about selling? Uh, I, you know, we uh, with as many people as we talk to on on a weekly, you know, monthly, yearly basis. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, with the other seventeen. People in our network?
1: I'd be interested to talk to them.
0: Um, I'm sure we might be able to hook it up. Good. We've, we've been known to locate things from time to time. That ah, uh, Sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so everybody, if they want to get in touch with you or uh, have their policy reviewed, where do we send them?
1: Um, if you're in the process of buying a new home, let's talk to you about helping you out, especially if you're a first-time home buyer, really don't know what you're doing, except you know you have to get it. But uh, if you already have a policy, already own a home, and you had the policy three years or two years, three years, five years. Mm-hmm. Let's look at it. These companies have changed. A lot of them have reduced their rates. Yeah. You may have some discounts in there. You don't know you have, and we can get for you. And we can look at uh, the same company you have, or we can maybe shop around and say, Hey, I've got another company just as good, but I can knock about $400 off your
0: premium. Right.
1: For the same amount of coverage, maybe even a little more. Coverage.
0: Yeah. And really this should be done yearly from what I understand.
1: It's not a bad idea.
0: Yeah. Because you know, it changes that fast. Yeah, and
1: if you didn't get your policy from me, that's okay. um You know, I'm there to help you. Yeah. Uh, if you got questions, call me. I'll, I'll sit down with you or on the phone, and I'll explain. Okay, you got this question. All right, this is what it does. Here's right.
0: the answer. So, what if they do have their policy with you? Call you too, right? Yeah. Because you you get to do the same thing.
1: Yeah, let's sit down and review. Yeah. Uh, make sure you're happy with it, any problems. Uh, you got questions? You know, I bought this six months from you. Like six months ago from you. And I was thinking, I'm like, what does this do?
0: Yeah,
1: I have no idea what this does. It's okay. That's, that's assuming this they read what, it first, right? <laughs> well, he's had it for six months, you know. So, okay. Well, this is what this is covering. Uh uh-huh. Oh, okay. I had no clue. Yeah, and that's what I'm here for. Uh, it's the service. Yeah. It's not just the fact of selling you a policy. It's the service that goes with, it. and that's one thing in my agency I stress very hard with my people: straightforward, honest, an agency of integrity. We're going to be honest with you. We're going to shop around, and help you. And we're going to find ways to maybe reduce the premium, but we're not going to shortchange you where you think you've got the greatest deal in the world until you go make a claim. And you're right. going, what do you mean? I don't have enough. What do you mean? This isn't covered. Yeah. You're going to know everything you got. All no right. No surprises.
0: Okay. So phone number?
1: Phone number, area code 850 475 4255.
0: And then I'm sure you got a website, don't you?
1: Yes www.zelners with an S, uh, insurancepensacola.com.
0: Yep. And we'll put that up on our site too when we're done. So they'll be able to click it and get there. Okay. Awesome. All right. Well, hang out a little bit.
1: I'll, I'll hang on.
0: All right. Ed, you're up.
2: Man, what's more arcane than our, than insurance?
0: Well, I would How say accounting.
1: accounting. How about accounting,
0: man? <laughs> so. I didn't think they let you all out of the out of the caves at this time. I mean, you're starting yeah. to get geared up, aren't you?
2: Oh, you know where I'm headed right after we're done. Here. I'm sure it's to a client start counting money. No, mobile. Yeah. Take the take the uh, tax review course for the end of the year. Be ready. Get ready. As yeah. Soon as January 1st comes. <laughs> you're, you're done. I get until calls May, on New Year's Day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, with
0: that being your world, uh, how did I want to hear your story, man, because I know it's more than just accounting, right? You were talking about being right. part of the Marines. So, so oh, yeah. tell me a little bit about it.
2: Well, where do you want to start? Well, that's up to you, man. Okay. You uh, got got 15 minutes, roughly, so, you know, (laughs) summarize. Undergraduate from Lehigh University in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Bachelor of Arts and History. That's my hobby. Modern European history. And Bachelor of Science in Corporate Finance and Accounting. MBA from GW University. Major in International Business and Accounting. Uh, I taught at the National Defense University in Korea and Chungung University. Um
0: what did you teach at the National Defense University in Korea?
2: I taught finance, accounting, social studies, whatever, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Um, I taught presidential security units, military officers, foreign, foreign service diplomats, uh, good crew. Yeah. Uh, it was an interesting experience. Lived in Korea for two and a half years, in Japan for 18 months. Um, been around not your average accountant yeah I guess not guess not you know so, which is most fine. accountants are geeks you know they sit, <laughs> no seriously they sit behind their desk waiting for the fruit to fall on their head you know I'm not like that
0: no so I, I, I'm still on the the teaching front you were you teaching them what to look for in, in defense like as far as criminal activity or were you just teaching the actual concepts and theories you mean in Korea yeah with the whatever with the defense no the I was fighting.
2: teaching just like you would teach a class here yeah. okay yeah.
0: Well, they teach us classes here because I was never taught like how to balance a checkbook. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know.
2: Well, you know what? Uh, it's a fault of our system. Think about it. Who who knew anything about economics or accounting or business before they graduated from high school? Almost nobody. Yeah. I never had. I did. I didn't even know what supply and demand was until I got out of got out of uh, high school and went to college. And I I had a classical education that doesn't exist anymore when I right. was in high school. So. You know we were reading Aristotle, we were reading the Martin Luther, Thomas Aquinas, all kinds of things like that, but we yeah. never touched on economics for some reason, and we never touched on wh- how the capitalist system's supposed to work and so on and so forth. None of that. you know I mean, it, you go to the communist countries in those days and they started telling you about communism and socialism when you were in kindergarten, yeah, you know well, I never learned anything about uh, economics till I went to college. Uh, and
0: by then, it's a little harder to understand, right? Because you have any like, right a fundamental.
2: Well, you know, the, the the bad part about college is I had to apply myself. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was the bad part about college.
0: So, okay, so then that leads, you know, what's the current state of it, right? So with all of that being said and some of the holes and lack in some of the education systems, where does the current system of accounting stand?
2: Well, I, in, my, in my opinion, and, of course, I'll probably take a lot of flack from the profession because of this, but… FASB, in my in my opinion, which is the Financial Accounting Standards Board, and you know I don't even practice in that area, so perhaps I shouldn't say anything. But I'm a CPA, so I feel like I have a right to say something. I'm a member of the AICPA in the Florida Society of Certified Public Accountants. FASB, in my mind, is is the Tower of Babel, uh, and with with the Pharisees thrown in. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so what you have here is people who s- stand up and say, well, we're you know we're 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 making this information more more import, more easy for people to understand when in fact they're convoluting it in my mind you know what what is accounting what is it N- numbers no it's the language of business okay everything in account everything in business must be translated into a number and put into a financial statement and you have to re- be able to read those financial statements and understand what's going on in that particular entity right if you can't if you can't do that for some reason can't do that, then accounting has no purpose. The only purpose of accounting is to give information to people, management, stakeholders, shareholders, so on, so on, government officials, whatever, whoever needs that information, to give them information that they can use to make a decision. Right. If you're giving them something that's a bunch of babble that they can't even understand without somebody to translate it for them or somebody to interpret it for them more than just casually. Sure. Then then you're not doing your job. And, and in my mind, that's what fastbee does. They've convoluted it so much that you can't even understand a financial statement. So I tell people all the time, they'll say to me, well, can you can you interpret this financial statement for me? And I go right back to the back to the footnotes. And they're like, what are you looking there for? And I said, because that's where all the information is going to be. Right. You're going to get con- you're going to get flummoxed by all the numbers. But if you go back to the footnotes and look in the back in the footnotes. That's where you're going to get the true picture. Where they found it. Where they buried wow. something. Where they buried something in the footnotes right. under a disclosure statement or something like that. Yeah. So for me, I think we could get back to a more simpler time when financial information was readily available. Or a person with a reasonable education could look at it and go, "Yeah, I, I'll invest in that company." Now, I don't need to go through the litany of scandals that have happened where where bad financial data has been given to people. Sure. If the after it's been certified. By by the, mm-hmm. the accounting profession, and and the, and what has happened, <laughs> yep. they've lost millions and millions of dollars mm-hmm. on those investments. So, in my mind, if FASB was to pull themselves back from their tower, their you know their ivory tower, and go and go, what's our mission? Our mission is to give information to people that is useful information that they can act upon, and and kept that in the foremost of their mind, it it would be it would be better for the profession as a whole. But I, let me say this about our profession. I think we do a great job policing our profession right. compared to other professions. Sure. It will remain un, unnamed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so well, let's get into that a little bit. So, you know, if if accounting is the language of business. That's exactly what it is. And, right? and so much of it is numbers, but really – the theory is, is that obviously there's people behind those numbers, right? So just as much as it's adding and subtracting, you're also just as much getting into the psychology of how people are thinking about doing the business.
2: Look, I used to tell my staff all the time when I had a staff, <clears throat> it's not just the numbers. Yeah. There's an art to the presentation of the numbers. Yeah. So the titles you choose for the accounts, you know, if I drop. If I give you a financial statement and I give I put all the numbers under miscellaneous or some esoteric account that you can't mm-hmm. even understand. Again, I'm <laughs> defeating the purpose. Sure. Yeah. So um, it, there's an art of presentation that it's not just going one two, one plus one equals two. Right. There you go. Here it is. There it is, Keith. One plus one equals two. Mm-hmm. There's an art to the presentation as well as the numbers themselves. So, And I don't mean that in a deceptive way, no. but I mean that in an instructive way.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, okay. And I think, you know, I think sometimes that gets forgotten because there is human interaction, right? There's theory on why we put this here, or why we should put that there. And let's be honest, especially in the small business or entrepreneurial world, we don't all have our own accountants, right? So we're doing it based on what QuickBooks suggests or what some textbooks uh, suggest or what I just feel like that should go on. Uh,
2: let, me, let me talk to that for a minute, okay? <laughs> If you're in business, if you're if you're just thinking about getting in business, the first thing you need to do after getting a sound plan uh, is to engage an accountant, a licensed accountant, and to engage an attorney. Yeah. Okay. Though, though, and get get an accountant who's proactive, and an attorney who's proactive, a person who's going to be your business partner, but not be paid as a partner. Right. Those are the guys or gals that you need, and if you don't have those people in your stable, by the time you kick off, you're you're already behind the power curve. Right.
0: Yep. And so, and so, let's face it. The two, what what are some of the things that stop people from doing that? I think one, it, it, you can't afford it, right? Or Mm -hmm. you need to find a way to afford it because you think you can't afford it, but you have to afford it.
2: Well, narcissism stops most people because they they'll say. Well, you know, a monkey could do that. One plus one equals two. Mm-hmm. Again, getting back to what I said about the art of presentation yep. and also s- saying to myself, saying to themselves, well, this is not critical for me. Not yeah. critical at this time. And then all of a sudden it's tax time and now it's critical. <clears throat> the, another thing that works against them, too, is they'll, they'll say, well, I, you know, I, my wife's the bookkeeper. Okay. She stinks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She stinks. Okay. Yeah. or." So you can't, and I and I will say fire her. Well, well, I can't. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so pay somebody, have that person get on your team, have that person give you good information, and then you'll make good decisions. Focus on your business, not on accounting, because that won't make you money. Yeah. Focus on your business, get your business going, and give that task to somebody else. Yeah. I never fix my own car. I don't either. I hate it.
0: I won't fix your car either. either. Man,
2: I don't fix anything. Yeah. I'm not a fix it guy. Okay. Man, if you want me to fix something, that's like going to hell. <laughs> seriously. <laughs> okay? You might At least, least he knows that. where
0: his strengths are, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. No,
2: seriously, you have to be like that. You can't be a jack of all trades. Yeah. In in if you're an entrepreneur, you can't. You know, you need to you need to know when you're out of your league and go, yep. Hey, wait a minute. I'm out of my league. I only hit singles. I don't hit a home run. So let's send up the big wood and let's hit a home run yep. here. So, uh, um, talk to me about
0: some of the kinds of accounting that your firm does. Do you guys do everything? Do you do you just audit? Do you do fraud? Do you do you're all over the place? Or
2: no, we don't do audits. Most small firms are not doing audits anymore because the the liability is too high. Um, we don't. So we don't do audited financial statements. We do compilations, which means we just help you put the numbers together and help you put the form of presentation mm-hmm. together, like we talked about. We do tax returns. And I myself am licensed as a certified forensic accountant and a certified fraud examiner. So I work with white collar crimes and things of that nature. So, what's that world like? It's interesting. Yeah. Keith, you know, it's. Uh, That's the last thing I expected you to say. (laughs) Well, I'm a certified fraud examiner. Yeah. yeah, Yeah, It's interesting. uh, All right. You know, when you look at the legal system from the outside, you think to yourself, you know, why did that rascal not get the death penalty? You know, but in fact, when you get into the inside, and you, and you start looking at it from the inside, you get a different perspective altogether. So, for example, I'll give you a case I worked on. There was a CPA who was stealing the payroll taxes from, uh, from his clients. Mm-hmm. Uh, I caught up with him uh, because one client asked me to look into it, and then the, the criminal guys, the, anyway, long story short, he was arrested at the gambling tables at Atlantic City, mm-hmm. New Jersey. And uh, that was the source of his. Probably, that was probably his, lucky you got him first. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, before the clients got him. Yeah. About. Anyway, uh, the point of the matter is, we all went to the to the trial, and he was only sentenced to six months in jail. And of course, we left the we left the trial fuming, saying, you know, he should have got the firing squad and blah blah blah, you know, mm-hmm. bring on the rope and all that other stuff. But the fact of the matter is that uh, that we found out about six months later. He had turned state's evidence against somebody else who was bigger fish and so sure. on in the game. They had a gambling ring going and they really they really weren't after him, per se, but they right. were after the gambling ring itself. And they wanted to smash the gambling ring and then arrest the kingpins of the gambling. Sure. Ring. So he turned he he turned over on that and got a six month sentence as part of the negotiation. So my point is, though, when you're on the outside, like the average citizen is and like I was for a long time, yeah. you see things differently. Then when you get inside, so that's been the most eye-opening thing to me, is getting in there and and um, and and seeing the system work from the inside, the yeah. criminal system work from the inside. So I,
0: I've got a. I've, uh, <clears throat> I, you ever you familiar with TED Talks? No. Okay, sorry. so TED Talks is this thing out of California <clears throat> where uh, just innovative people that have, are onto new things <clears throat> or, or just have some really cool views on certain whatever it is, science or or just the world. One of the things that, uh, one of the talks I watched not too long ago was a gentleman talking about uh, some of the innovation of the criminals, right? Or, <laughs> or the, of or the illegal activities. Uh, in this case, it was some, some, it was dealing with, uh, um, certain websites that were dealing in illegal products, but mm-hmm. the way that they were dealing with it with Bitcoin and moving the, the money and you never knew who it was. So which leads me to my question is, do you ever find some, through all the criminal stuff, some serious innovation of, of how things work and come together? Or is it just a different, a different language?
2: Well, it all depends what you mean. Do you mean in a, in a mental sense or in a physical sense? I, I guess it would probably be both at some point. Well, in the mental sense, I hear it every day. You know, you, you go in and there's a guy accused of stealing money. So his, he's, the, he's, the, he's the manager of a business. And his job every day is, the, you know, besides managing the business, is to close up, close out the drawer at night mm-hmm. and take the bag to the drop box at the bank. And they always, tell, you can always tell, you can always tell when something's not right, when they, when they talk, when they talk like they're not even, in, they're outside looking in on the sure. situation. They always say things like, "Uh, you know, then I locked the bag and, well, I reconciled the money. I put the money in the bank bag and I locked the bag. And then I was headed to the bank and the bag disappeared Uh, as if the bag had its own mind and Mm -hmm. physical abilities that it could walk away, you know, that it could go away by itself. As soon as they start talking in the in the in the in the third person like Mm -hmm. that, as if the bag had its own moral agency, you know, then, you know, you got a problem. Right. So one of the things you have to do if you're a fraud investigator in these white collar crimes is listen carefully to how people talk to you because their minds are innovative. Because they're already they're already uh, excuse mongering in their own minds, it, it, it just comes natural to right. them somehow. You know, it, one of the greatest ones was I was talking to an attorney, and I I don't deal with murder cases at all. I mm-hmm. just deal with white collar crime. But it was a guy who was a murder case, and the, and the murder suspect was saying, "Yeah, you know, I got in a fight with my wife, and and you know, and we got in his little blah blah blah," and all of a sudden the knife went in. It, it's never it they never say. Well, I stuck the knife in her because I was I got mad. You right, know. Right. They always say. And then the knife went in as if the knife was flying through the air by itself and just kind of went into her. <laughs> you yeah. Know? <laughs> you know, so that's the innovative things you hear in people's minds all the time. Uh, in terms of in terms of theft and and the methodology of theft is unlimited. It's just. Yeah. N- nothing shocks me now. Nothing. Nothing surprises me or shocks me at all.
0: But no, like, you know, groundbreaking ways of, of, of doing business. Like, oh, that, that's legal. You know that's what I mean? That's
1: funny, man. You know? That's
2: good. No, no, nothing groundbreaking. It's all, there's nothing new under the sun, you know, yeah. because human nature, despite with, despite what radicals say, human nature never changes. Yeah. And it, it remains the same. So there's nothing really unique under the sun. There's just a different way of, there's just a different way of doing it.
0: Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, obviously you're like, you're the anomaly, right? You're one of like 500 accountants. This maybe Yeah, I'm a Renaissance yeah. man. I'm not a
2: geek. <laughs> Definitely. <Yeah.
0: laughs> so, but, um, uh, let's talk about your firm and stuff. It, in, in, are you looking for clients now? Or oh you, yeah. But bo- you booked up.
2: Oh no, no, I got, I got time for some clients. Yeah. Okay.
0: Is it just you or you got, uh, no, many?
2: no. Uh, John Duckers, the owner of our firm, Ducker and company in Milton, Florida. Um, mm-hmm. uh, John's a great guy to have around. He's a great accountant. Uh, And, uh, and then there's myself and then there's Eric, his son. And, uh, we have a couple of other staff people that help us accountants here and there. And, uh, and, and we're looking for small businesses, uh, where, where we can act basically as the controller in a firm that can't afford to have a controller. And like I said before, if you're, if you're doing your own accounting and you're in business, you're wasting your time. Your time needs to be focused on your business, on your particular skills, and mm-hmm. on your background. You know, you take, like, Max, for example. I mean, if he goes home and he's writing out checks and he's doing his own bookkeeping and stuff, he's just wasting his time. He should be on the phone calling clients.
0: I think he Max should, agrees. Yeah. He
2: should be calling <laughs> yes. clients. Or things like that. I don't deal with yeah. that. There you go. There you go. Nope. Yeah. Okay? and And most people that are new in business don't have the concept that time is valuable. Sure. I'll give you an example. My dad's old school kind of a guy. He was a sergeant in the Marine Corps in the 1st Marine Division in Korea. So one time he came to my house and he was sitting in the living room. And he's volatile, mm-hmm. okay, to say the least. And so he's sitting in the living room and these guys come to cut my grass and they start cutting the grass. Now they come they come with three people. They have two double mowers mm-hmm. where the guy rides on it. Mm-hmm. Double mowers. So that means they got four blades going. Right. They got the bags. So they're blading it, bagging it, and the one fella does the edging and then picks up all the bags wherever they drop the bag when it's full and puts the bag at the curb. They're done in 20 minutes. Yeah. They're done in 20 minutes, Keith. Yeah. I paid them $75. Okay. My dad is there one day when they come and he gets up and he says, What are those guys doing? And I, I you know, I don't even know what he's I don't know what he's going off on. Mm-hmm. And I look up and I say, Well, what do you mean? Because to me it's the the one we're going is just like them hey that's them right he says well there's, there's these boys in your yard and they're cutting the grass I said oh yeah that's the grass service what that's what he says to yeah me. what, <laughs> I, what taught, do you I taught you better than that no no he says he says to me now here's the here's the real here's the real knife in the uh-huh. in the back he says a man cuts the grass at his own house I said Sarge I got because I was a lieutenant. Mm-hmm. I said, Sarge, I got to tell you something. What's that? I said, I make one hundred seventy five dollars an hour. It takes me three hours to cut the grass. I pay them seventy five dollars. Mm-hmm. I keep the rest.
0: I just made a profit.
2: <laughs> so he looks at me for like 30 seconds, which is when the mm-hmm. the uh the non-logical mind is trying to figure out how to get out of this jam. Uh huh. And he says, that doesn't matter. Of course. Yeah, do, to, obviously. It yeah, does, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> he said that doesn't matter. That's the mentality you're dealing with. Okay. If, if, if you can't get that concept in your mind, then you probably shouldn't be in business. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. It's very true. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't fix the copier at my office. Yeah. Because if I'm sitting there working on the copier, that means I can't call a client, find a client, come here to be on the radio station, mm-hmm. uh, come here to talk to Max, come here to talk to you. Yeah. Uh, uh, get ready for tax season or do a tax return. I can't do it because right. I'm fixing the copier. I think I'll pay somebody to come and fix the copier. Yeah.
0: Okay. You look at your ROI, right? Yeah. There you go. Very cool. Well, um, we are getting to the end of time here, but let's give some people contact information or they can find you. And maybe I'll come spit some theology with you. I, I'm down Any, with it.
2: Anytime, man. Uh, my, our office number at Ducker and company is six, two, three, 3250. Our address is 6825 Oak Street, Milton, Florida. Um, we can service anybody around the country. Yeah. Not unlike Max, we can service anybody around the country. It doesn't matter because geography doesn't mean anything anymore. You send your stuff by PDF document. Right. I look it over. I talk to you on the phone. I fix the tax return. I send it to you. You sign it. We transmit it to the government. Yeah. So geography means nothing. I have a client in New Zealand. I got one in the Republic of Korea. I got two, two in Alaska, one in Hawaii. I mean, geography means nothing. Right. So uh, you want somebody who's good, reasonably priced, aggressive, not a geek.
0: Probably got a good story to tell.
2: Got a good story to tell. Come on with it.
0: <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> well, thank you both for hanging out this afternoon with me. No problem. And, uh, um, you know, guys, you can find us at Pecola Radio X on Twitter. You can find us at Picola BRX on Facebook. Or you can find us on our website at Pensacola.BusinessRadioX.com. This has been Pensacola Business Radio, where business is good and your work matters.